Okay, it is 31 December. It's Sunday. I'm Charlie Garrett, and this is the CG Prophecy Report. Heading for the abyss. That and a lot of other things to go over on today's report. Okay, I got a, an announcement from our web guy. He wants to know if we should continue with the Superior Word iTunes MP3 podcasts. Uh, we have podcasts on Sermon Audio. We've got everything on YouTube. Um, I think that he uh, is concerned that the numbers on the Superior Word, people going there for the podcast, are low. And so if you do listen to him, please email me and let me know, and I will continue, I'll ask him to continue to do that. But uh, he just wants to make sure that he's not spending two hours a week doing that if it's not necessary. So if you listen to them on the Superior Word iTunes podcast, let me know. Um, let's see here. We got some news from Israel, from Zero Hedge, Israel's Elot Port sees 85% drop in activity as Mediterranean imports also take a hit. Uh, a lot which is mostly handling car imports on the one hand and exports of potash on the other, is much smaller than Israel's two larger Mediterranean ports of Haifa and Ashdod. Cruise ships in better times also regularly made call there as there are tourist spots in the region. The Houthi aim of inflicting harm on Israel's economy and ability to import-export appears to be happening and could get worse. We still have a small number of ships for exporting potash, but I believe that with a destination in the Far East, they will no longer travel in that direction. So that will also go down. Uh, what's happening to Eilat's traffic could be a sign of things to come for Israel's bigger ports on the Mediterranean side. It's Eilat's location that most is important and strategic as it sits in the south on the Gulf of Aqaba, giving Israel a route to the east without having to navigate the Suez Canal. So, uh, you know, this is because of one person's incompetence. One. Uh, you can all guess who it is. Anybody? Oh, yeah. The guy up in the White House. Okay. His incompetence has brought this about, and uh, it's not just Israel that's suffering. Everything that goes in and out of that area is being shut down. And now, of course, because we have to respond, we've got military ships that are guarding ships coming in and out of the area, which is totally unnecessary. But this is just completely Biden's fault. Completely. Anyway, from Globes, Energy and CEO, Israel is sole energy independent Mediterranean country. Energy independence is important regardless of whether there's a war or not. Israel is the only Mediterranean country that is energy independent. The mistake that Europeans made is that they handed the energy keys to anybody? Putin, that's right. And when war broke out, gas prices skyrocketed. But in Israel, they remain stable. The biggest challenge we face in Europe is that there's a cold winter and there's any disruption to the gas supply, gas prices in Europe will soar again and inflation will rise. The reason is that there has been no investment in gas production. That's the great advantage that Israel has today. The dispute over Israel's gas plan has been decided. 
And Israel's population is now benefiting from the fact that the government at the time did not succumb to pressure and went ahead with the plan. Succumbing to pressure means the lefties. That's what that means. Israel started exploring its natural resources a decade ago. And everyone remembers the arguments and the protests over who the gas belonged to. Today, the fact that Israel can keep the gas it needs and also export and also maintain relatively low gas prices has enabled it to carry on with its life without being dependent on anybody. In business as in life, to be dependent on someone else is always a very bad thing, and Israel has managed to be energy independent thanks to the gas that we and other companies have developed in Israel. There was no sense in keeping the gas for Israel for the next hundred years for two reasons. The first is that unless they can make profits, companies will not develop the gas reserves, and so there will be no gas. And the second is that is by no means certain that the world will consume gas in a hundred years' time. So now is the time to exploit the resources for every country, not just Israel. I remember when I was a little kid, there was this ad on the TV, and this little boy was walking along the beach. And he was saying, well, there's, you know, a shortage of oil. This is during Carter's incompetent regime. There's a shortage of oil, and you need to save some for the rest of us when we're older. And I had a school, you know, and I'm watching TV, and I thought, well, that sounds normal. Then I got to school, and my teacher said, that is so stupid. He said, what are you going to do? Just keep holding it for somebody 50 generations, 52 generations? At what point do you say, we're, we're just going to start using this? You use it, and in the meantime, you develop other technologies and other resources. So I agree. Israel's making the right choice. Use it now. Yeah. You know, we have no idea what the future holds, and you got it in the ground. Why be dependent on other people when you don't have to be? Anyway, Times of Israel. IDF. Troops find kid-sized explosive belts in Gaza building used to shelter civilians. Little children, send them off to blow up. And this is what the Iranians did with the Iraqis during their conflict. Israeli soldiers operating in the Gaza Strip found a large cache of weapons used by Hamas in a building where civilians were sheltering in the northern part of the enclave, including explosive belts adapted for children, dozens of mortars, hundreds of grenades, and intelligence documents. Okay, I know that this is true. I had somebody that uh, gave me information at the beginning of the uh, fighting that's going on right now. And I can't give the information uh, because I don't know if they ever released this, but it is true that they use children in this way. Okay. And uh, this is this is from an eyewitness. So just so you know, this isn't something that they're just making up. This is from somebody that is highly reliable. I can't give that information out, but I was talking to them. So, uh, okay, we've got some news from Christianity. From the conservative brief, Trump vows to create federal task force combating anti-Christian bias in his second term. Good job, Trump. He vowed to reinstate religious liberty and uphold Christian principles should he retake office, expressing his disapproval of the policies enacted during the Biden admin. I don't know if you feel it. You have a war. There's a war under crooked Joe Biden. Christians and Americans of faith are being persecuted, and the government is weaponized against religion like never before. They've targeted conservative parents of school board meetings who don't want filth taught to their children. It's filth. What they're teaching in schools is filth. 
Trump vowed that the government would never be used to discriminate against Christians or other individuals who hold religious beliefs during his entire term in office. Good job. From LifeSite, 76 Christian universities caught promoting abortion and Planned Parenthood. 76 Christian universities, which means they're not Christian universities. The pro-life generation is celebrating the 697 Christian colleges and universities across the country who uphold the basic biblical precept that life begins at conception by not promoting Planned Parenthood or the abortion industry. Sadly, 70 other Christian schools having varying degrees of support for abortion or abortion vendors like Planned Parenthood easily found on their websites, one in 10 Christian schools maintain some type of relationship with Planned Parenthood and the abortion industry. Considering that Planned Parenthood sells the most abortions compared with any other vendor and has proven to set up shopping college towns with 87% of its locations within five miles or less of a college campus, it comes as no shock that the abortion giant has also crept its way into faith-based schools. Post Roe versus Wade, there is a growing number of Christian school admins, health centers, and professors willing to compromise biblical values by supporting or advertising for the abortion industry. In fact, the number of Christian schools supporting Planned Parenthood or abortion industry directly has increased 10% since 2021. From LifeSite, Archbishop Vigano Bergoglio, which is the name of the guy that calls himself the Pope, Bergoglio blessings for homosexual couples show that he is a servant of Satan. This is an archbishop saying the guy in the uh, Pope place is a servant of Satan. When the devil tries to persuade us to sin, he emphasizes the supposed good of the evil action he wants us to do, while overshadowing the aspects that are necessarily contrary to God's commandments. He does not say to us, sin and offend the Lord who died for you on the cross, because he knows that a normal person does not want evil in itself, but that he usually does evil under the appearance of good. The delirious declaration, Fiducia Supplicans, recently published by the parody of the former Holy Office, renamed the Dicastery, definitively pierces the veil of hypocrisy and deception of the Bergoglian hierarchy, showing that these false shepherds, for what they really are, servants of Satan and his most zealous allies, beginning with the usurper who sits an abomination of desolation on the throne of Peter which the throne of Peter is just ridiculous, but we'll let it go. The very incipient of the document sounds like all those issued by Bergoglio, mocking and deceptive. Because trusting God's forgiveness, now this is where I have to really defer from what he thinks, but that's okay. Because trusting God's forgiveness without repentance is called the presumption of salvation without merit and is a sin against the Holy Spirit. Uh, what he's doing is he's taking the word repentance and misusing it. And so, uh, you know, if you want to talk about that sometime, or if you want to learn about that, just attend the Thursday night Bible study. We talk about what it means to repent, what it means to be saved, how you are saved, etc. But he's got his uh, cart before the horse in this. And so um, what he's done is he's confused what grace is and what it should lead to. That's that's the crux of his statement right there. We have been given grace but we are not granted license. 
Okay, we talked about this just last Thursday. The responsibilities for leaders to teach this. That is the failing of Bergoglio. That is the failing even of this guy that said that. The Catholic Church puts works first. Okay, grace comes and then works come. Okay, from Haaretz, Pope decries Gaza's appalling harvest of civilian deaths in Christmas Day message. How many innocents are being slaughtered in our world? In their mother's wombs, in odysseys undertaken in desperation and in search of hope, in the lives of all those little ones whose childhood has been devastated by war. Here's his final statement on this. This is the supposed pope of the Catholic Church. They are the little Jesuses of today. He's comparing fallen, sinful children with Jesus. He is a demon. That guy is just, he is insane. Okay, we got some news from the Mideast and Africa today. Times of Israel. Gaza hospital director admits Hamas used medical complex as operational hub. Just so you know, this is going on. We're hearing daily out of the UN and other places how uh, Israel is committing war crimes. You hear it constantly, all right? These people are committing war crimes. Every single day, they commit war crimes and they're not being held to account on it. But using a hospital, using a mosque, using a school, which they've used all of them, is a war crime. Anyway, the director of Gaza's Kamal Adwan Hospital in Jabalia has revealed in a Shin Bet interrogation, which you can watch the video, it's not like they're hiding this, that his northern Gaza hospital was turned into a military facility under Hamas's control, and that at one point it had housed a kidnapped soldier. Hospital director Ahmed Khalot could be seen telling an Israeli interrogator that Hamas had offices inside the hospital and used it as a base for operational activity. According to Kalot, who said he has been a lieutenant colonel in Hamas since 2010, some 16 members of the hospital staff, including doctors, nurses, and paramedics, were Hamas operatives serving in the Al-Qassam Brigades the military wing of the terror organization. He added that several members of the Palestinian Islamic Jihad's Al-Quds brigades were also employed at the hospital. On December 12th, Israeli forces had entered the Kamal Adwan Hospital. Over the course of several days, troops detained some 90 operatives inside the hospital and seized numerous weapons. All 90, that each one of those is a war crime. The weapons are a war crime. Having doctors and nurses that are on the active uh, military side of Hamas is a war crime. You're not going to see that pretty much anywhere except out of the Times of Israel. Zero Hedge. Too late for U.S. naval deterrence in Red Sea after Biden misled the world on Houthi attacks. Okay, first he uh, took them off of the terror list, which he was told not to do, and then they've been attacking us. They've been attacking people all over the place, and he misled America on those attacks. The guy is a deceitful Bad, bad person. Joe Biden, bad, bad person. You can say that out loud if you want. It has become clear there's a full-blown hootie war on commercial shipping in the Red Sea. Weeks ago, we featured commentary that cited U.S. defense officials who were frustrated that the Pentagon was being held back from responding forcefully against hootie positions in Yemen by the Biden White House. Biden stood accused of downplaying the threat as statements in Politico have underscored. Some current and former military officials were frustrated by the admin's initial response to the Houthi Sunday attack on the ships. This is as some top military brass 
pushed for a more forceful response, lest the Iranian proxies grow more emboldened. But more emboldened is precisely what has happened. As container ships are coming under drone and missile attack on a daily basis at this point, triggering delays and rising prices on goods as major liners avoid Red Sea transit altogether, increasingly Biden's desire to make nice with the Iranians in order to keep global energy prices down ahead of the 2024 election is translating to posture of looking the other way. This is what it all comes down to is this guy wants to get reelected. Then he doesn't care about our military. He doesn't care about the people in this nation. He doesn't care about anything except power. And some analysts worry it's too late to reestablish deterrence. Biden hasn't so much as ordered a military response when American warships and waters off Yemen themselves have come under direct attack. Again, this is what has deeply frustrated Pentagon leaders who feel handcuffed. Recently, the news broke that the U.S. naval destroyer USS Kearney had fended off several missile and drone attacks in the Red Sea. While Biden admin officials tried to frame the battle for a battle it surely was as Carney's defending nearby merchant ships. It seems clear that Iranian-supplied Houthis were targeting the Carney directly, as well as commercial ships it was accompanying. This was only one of several recent assaults on American naval assets in the region. They have happened despite the presence of the Ford Carrier Strike Group in the Eastern Med and the Eisenhower Strike Group in the Gulf of Aden, a conventional level of naval deterrence that should have reduced aggressive activities by U.S. enemies. Instead, Iran attacked American ships and allies. In other words, he's not using the assets that we put there for that very purpose to blow up the people that are sending out these missiles against our sailors. If the last 20 plus years of the so-called global war on terror has taught Washington anything, it is that it's hard to deter a hardened and determined ragtag army of insurgents with things like giant naval assets sitting off a coast which are designed to fight bigger conventional wars. But you got to at least use them if you're going to use them at all. And they're not doing that. Times of Israel. Iran's Navy adds fully smart cruise missiles with 1,000 kilometer range to its armory. The report said the Ta'ale and Nasir cruise missiles had arrived at a naval base near the Indian Ocean in the southern Iranian port of Konarak, some 850 miles southeast of Tehran. Navy Chief Sharam Irani said that the Ta'ale has a range of more than 620 miles and called it fully smart. Irani said the cruise missile is capable of changing targets during travel. He said the Nasir has a range of 62 miles and it can be installed on warships. So Iran is just getting all kinds of armament and abilities and we're doing nothing about it. Okay, we got something interesting from Mongolia. I'll wait for my mother to sit down. She's a little late today. Uh, From the Huffington Post, this country is responsible for less than 1% of global emissions. Guess which one it is. We're in Mongolia. You can guess. Okay. Climate change is tearing it apart anyway. What happens when the way of life that sustained your family for millennia is no longer compatible with our planet? That's their question. Okay. It's a lie. We went through this about a year and a half ago. The Kashmir uh, goats, where they make a lot of money off of cashmere wool, are very, very destructive. They have destroyed all of the 
vegetation that is necessary for grasses and, and other things to flourish. And so this is not global warming. Everybody got that? When you read articles about Mongolia and they have all these troubles with their desertification and all that kind of stuff, it's because they are using animals there that make them a lot of money, but they cause a lot of harm to the environment. Okay, Daniel 12 technology. Interesting engineering. World's first. Now, last week we had the uh, thing that could read your thoughts and then convert them, right? This is even more interesting. Listen to this. World's first mental images extracted from human brain activity using AI. They can actually go in your brain and pick out images. You want to see a tiger? In your head, you're looking at a tiger. They can take that out and put it on a screen now. Japanese researchers have developed a brain decoding technology leveraging A to translate human brain activity into mental images of objects and landscapes. Led by a team from QST and Osaka University, this approach produced vivid depictions such as a distinct leopard with discernible features like ears, mouth, and spots, and objects like an airplane with red wing lights. They can take that right out of your brain and it can make a picture out of it. Okay, but it's not exact. You have to kind of use your imagination, but it's close enough where you can say that is an animal and it looks kind of like a, maybe a leopard or something. Okay, past research has managed to recreate images people have seen by analyzing their brain activity. However, making these mental images visible to others is still difficult. Only a few studies have successfully shown mental images, and these images were usually limited to certain categories like human faces, letters, or shapes, very basic things. Therefore, visualizing mental imagery for arbitrary natural images stands as a significant milestone. And this is just the beginning just beginning of this. The researchers exposed participants to about 1,200 images and then meticulously analyzed and quantified the correlation between their brain signals and the visual stimuli using fMRI. This mapping was then used to train a generative AI to decipher and replicate the mental imagery derived from brain activity. The experimental results demonstrated the capabilities of our proposed framework in reconstructing both natural images and artificial shapes that were imagined by human participants. The implications of this brain decoding could help in potential applications in medicine and welfare. Now that we have the technology to see mental images based on brain activity, that could help create new communication devices. Additionally, it allows scientists to explore and understand how hallucinations and dreams work in the brain. Very interesting. A little scary, but very interesting. Okay, speaking of scary, it's a dangerous world, including the inevitable plagues noted in the book of Revelation. From the Gateway Pundit, 29-year-old professional soccer player suddenly collapses without contact on field during live TV broadcast, causing match to be suspended. Just keeled over right in the middle of a field. Can't imagine what would do that. From the Times of Israel, new study shows Israel experiencing unprecedented outbreak of fifth disease. I don't know if you've ever heard of the fifth disease, but it's called uh, slapped face disease because it looks like somebody slapped your face. You've got red cheeks and it happens mostly to little children. Okay. Uh, my question there, I'm just going to read you one part of this article, one sentence, but my question is what would cause it to have a sudden increase in this 
disease. Uh, Israel has a certain amount of something over the past three years that was way above the uh, other countries. If you know what I'm saying without saying it out loud, it's affecting people. And this was especially true with children. They were doing this to children, whereas a lot of other countries were only doing it with adults, if you know what I'm talking about. This year has seen a huge increase in parvovirus B19 infections causing common childhood illness that can be threatening to some adults and fetuses in early pregnancy. So they're getting this, okay? What would cause them to suddenly start having this great outbreak of it? That's my question. From CTV News, Canadian military veteran who criticized COVID-19 vaccine mandate pleads guilty. He criticized the mandate and they are charging him for it. But I want you to know, if you do this in uniform, they can charge you. And I think that's what he did. A former Canadian soldier who protested the federal government's COVID-19 vaccine requirements is facing a maximum punishment, yes, he did, of dismissal with disgrace after pleading guilty in a military court. Former Warren officer James Topp criticized the vaccine mandate for military members and other federal employees while in uniform in February 2022. He pleaded guilty to two counts of conduct to the prejudice of good order and discipline at the start of his court-martial in New Westminster, British Columbia. I feel bad for the guy. He got railroaded, but he should not have done what he did. So um, you have to measure it out and just kind of take it at face value. Uh, Mail online. Justin Trudeau announces plans to install taxpayer-funded free tampon dispensers in parliament buildings, men's bathrooms for trans staffers, as critics say men will just bring them home to their female partners. This will include federal public service departments, crown corporations, banks, airports, and train yards. My question isn't even putting it in the men's bathroom, which is ridiculous, but why give them the women at all? Don't you know when it's time to have that and carry them around? I mean, I'm just, the whole thing is ridiculous. It's ridiculous, but adding it into men's bathrooms is insane. Zero hedge, virtue unsignaled. San Francisco halts reparations office due to budget cuts. Darn, shucky darn. Okay, not only shucky darn, but now we have Chicago and New York that are promoting this when they their budgets are worse than California. From the post millennial you remember last year and two years ago when they were giving these reparation things and they got these people all stirred up. It's an election year. They were up there demanding. They were demanding, letting the people come up and they were just demanding. You're not just gonna give us a million dollars each, you're gonna give us ten million, and you're gonna do this. And now they're not getting anything. Once again, voting liberal goes, yeah, wah, wah, wah. Okay, from the post-millennial, female model sues agency for refusing to hire her as a male model after gender transition. From the post-millennial, trans runner shatters women's sprinting record only one year after earning 19th place in male competition. He's a loser, and so he becomes a girly boy. Breitbart, Ukraine votes to legalize marijuana to help ease stress from the war with Russia. (laughs) Try Jesus. Yeah, try Jesus, right? From Georgia Star News, Planned Parenthood's trans hormone business is booming, creating thousands of new patients for life. From the Gateway Pundit, Polish Prime Minister Donald Tusk 
ushers in EU globalist policies, appoints LGBT activists as Minister of Family, shuts down opposition TV channels. Poland, a couple of years ago, they were the soundest nation as far as their faith. That last guy was up there and saying, we proclaim Jesus Christ as the commander or whatever he said of Poland. And now we got this lunatic lefty that is shutting down all the TV stations. This is what happens when you go left. They take away all of your rights and they're gone forever. Zero Hedge, police file hate incident against conservative MP for sharing posts describing trans person as a man in a wig. He said, this is a man in a wig and now they're charging him. New York Post, Canadian woman battling long COVID applies for assisted suicide. It's not a good life. Oh, this will only be the most extreme cases. Now you got long COVID, punch your ticket, no problem. Reuters, Cuba authorizes euthanasia. Got a budget problem down there? Let's just kill people. Zero Hedge, British Intelligence Headquarters. British Intelligence Headquarters. Ask counsel if they can fly the trans and autism flags. That's what intelligence is worried about today. Not whether you're secure, not whether the Iranians are going to bomb you tomorrow. Can we fly a trans flag over our headquarters? From the post-millennial, FBI forces all employees to use LGBTQIA+, after directive from Bureau Equality Diversity Advisory Committee. Got some other news for you. Here it goes. I read you just a title a minute ago. Here's a little more on that. From Zero Hedge, it's like martial law. Poland's pro-EU government seizes public news channels in massive police raid. Yeah, this will be coming to America if we keep electing these people from the left. Poland's public, they've already done it with big tech. They tried to shut down Elon Musk and they're still trying. They want total control. They're just losers. Poland's public TV news stations went off the air as police conducted massive raids to seize public news station TVP with fears becoming realized that Prime Minister Tusk would move quickly to crack down on press freedoms once he assumed power. A group of senior law and justice politicians, including party leader, I can't even try to pronounce these people's names, and former prime minister, also no pronouncing, arrived at the headquarters of state-run TV broadcaster TVP as the new pro-EU government moved to seize control of state-run press in dramatic authoritarian fashion. Both that guy and the other guy said the government's decision to replace public media chiefs resembled a coup d'etat and an illegal takeover by force. PIS politicians compared the action to the introduction of martial law in Poland in 1981 in the sense that the government then also shut down TV programs and dismissed scores of journalists. Sounds like Nazi Germany, 1930s. Sounds like Russia now. Russia, everywhere, yeah. Commies. From Fox, pseudo-legitimate travel agencies in Senegal offering complete packages to get migrants to the U.S. border. Pseudo-legitimate travel agencies are emerging in Senegal and offering migrants a complete package to get to the U.S. southern border where millions have tried to get into the U.S. illegally. As of right now, there are 6 million, just reported yesterday, 6 million illegals now in America. No, no. Yeah. That we know of, but yeah, that's what we know of. The agencies are emerging in cities like Dakar, 
Senegal's capital and offer free travel to Europe to Senegalese nationals. They're giving free travel to Europe. Now listen to this. Those agencies offer visa-free travel to Europe, which then allows them to move from there to the Western Hemisphere, where they can travel to the U.S. and either try to get in at a point of entry using the CBP-1 app, where 1,600 illegals are lit in every day that fly into America, or they can enter illegally between ports of entry in hope of being released into the United States with a court date in the distant future. They sell complete packages to connect them to a smuggling organization that will then facilitate their movement up to the border. The Senegalese travel agencies offer a glimpse of the global nature of the migrant crisis and how migrants from across the globe are being pulled to the U.S.-Mexico border. Beyond countries in the Western Hemisphere, U.S. authorities have encountered migrants from over 150 countries coming to the border, hoping to be processed and released into the interior. CBP announced that there were 242,000 migrant encounters at the southern border in November. That has now been topped in December, including migrant encounters at ports of entry and illegal immigrant encounters at border patrol between points of entry. That is the highest November on record and the third highest month of the crisis so far. The post-millennial. Yes, illegal immigrants are able to use arrest warrants as ID for travel, says the TSA. They are under an arrest warrant and they can travel with that. But citizens can't. We, well, that's the last point that they make in this article. The Biden admin allows illegal immigrants to travel around the country with nothing but their arrest warrants as ID. Their arrest warrants are supposed to be deported by those arrest warrants, and they're letting them travel freely in the U.S. Okay? The migrants obtain the warrants when they are arrested for illegally crossing the border. Americans and legal travelers boarding aircraft in the United States must give state or federally issued identification. In 2025, that requirement will be increased to require real IDs, which contain more data than simple state-issued driver's licenses. For non-citizens and non-U.S. nationals who do not otherwise have acceptable forms of ID for presentation at security checkpoints, TSA may also accept certain DHS-issued forms, including ICE Form I-200, a warrant for arrest of an alien. So that's even more stern, and they're allowed to travel with that. In short, those who commit the crime of crossing the border illegally are not subject to the same laws the citizens of the United States are forced to comply with in order to travel. When illegal immigrants cross the border and are apprehended, they're given a court date several years off, then released into the U.S., Often, they are given shelter, housing, and are eligible to apply for work permits in a matter of months. Breitbart, Biden's border. Migrants given asylum hearings nearly a decade out as court backlog tops 3 million. You are now allowed into America illegally, allowed to travel freely with your arrest warrant, and you don't have a court date to check you out for 10 years. What could go wrong there? From the sun, Switzerland considers plan to legalize cocaine in world first trial after influx of high quality drug as cheap as beer. Okay, we can't stop it, so just legalize it. That's their attitude. Fox, college admissions consultant in complete shock 
as multiple students reject Harvard early acceptance offers. Harvard reported a 17% drop in early admissions applications compared to last year. Nobody wants to go there anymore. Barron's. UK to divert warship to Guyana as tensions flare with Venezuela. Biden started this. Then we have to send military down there. And now even the UK is getting involved. Sound familiar? Superior word news services. Heading for the abyss. The order of nine angels Satanists endorse Biden for the 2024 election because only Biden-Harris can bring about the end of history. That's right on their website. That's what they want. Biden to win so that he can bring about the end of history. Breitbart, Salon Magazine. Dictator Trump has Hitlerian plans. Dangerous mega culture corrupting kids. These people are in the twilight zone. CNN, Beijing records longest cold wave in modern history. The longest cold wave. How can that be? They're the biggest polluter on the planet. They should be like 8,000 degrees right now. From watchers, Arctic's 40-year record low. Arctic's 40-year record low. Temperatures spawn rare clouds. They're really beautiful. They are. They're just majestic looking. W-I-O-N. Russia, China completely abandoned U.S. dollar in bilateral trade, says Russian Prime Minister. No more U.S. dollar between them. Zero Hedge, Yuan overtakes Yen for fourth place in global payments. Mail Online, top secret Chinese space plane is releasing strong signals over North America. Months after U.S. shot down China's spy balloon that collected intelligence from military sites. Mail Online, Biden administration planned to keep Chinese spy balloon that hovered over the U.S. for weeks secret from the public in Congress. Air Force commander admits device exposed significant gaps in intelligence agencies. Georgia Star News. CCP-tied firm slated to build massive facility near sensitive U.S. military sites. That sounds like a good idea. Uh, Kano is what it says. USA's $95 million facility will be built only 35 miles from Fort Leavenworth and 70 miles from the only operational base for the B-2, Whiteman Air Force Base. That sounds like a smart thing. Let's have the Chinese move right in there. Oil price. Russia, Iran officially ditch U.S. dollar for trade. Russia, Iran, and China all together this week. No more U.S. dollars. Who said it? Blind belief in authority is the greatest enemy of the truth. Einstein. Got a Lesserick here for you. Let's see if you can figure out what he's going on about or she. They sent me uh, two and I picked one. If Trump is in office, he will stop government from handing out swill. Let Christians be free and parents will be heard in meetings if he's on the hill. Okay, I got a couple of ironies here for you, but before I give you those, I have two things to do. The first is that uh, this week, I when I started preaching uh, years and years ago, I had five part-time jobs. Uh, one of those properties was sold, and then the other one uh, was eventually something I could no longer do, uh, kind of for personal reasons. But I'm down to three part-time jobs, and then as of today, I'm down to one part, I'm sorry, two part-time jobs. One of my three jobs was lost as of today, 
uh, actually yesterday because that's the last day of the year for me working. I only work six days a week at this job. Um, uh, the reason why I'm bringing this up is um, that particular job that I had uh, was a part of a mall I take care of. And it was a person on Siesta Key since 1952. He moved there. His name was John Davidson. He uh, uh, was a man that, uh, and I'm telling you this for a reason. He was a man that um, uh, was an entrepreneur. He started a drugstore. He said, I want to have a mail, uh, mail center in the back of the drugstore so people will come and do their mail, U.S. mail through the drugstore, and then he'll have people buying from him. He thought of that, and he's been paying for one in all of his stores for years. Um, uh, he finally got old to the point where he could no longer work, okay, uh, which is, I mean, he's right at the end. He worked right up almost until the end, and um, he had five stores here in Sarasota, and eventually three of them went under for various reasons, okay? Finally, about a month and a half ago, they took away the pharmacy privileges that he had. So now he no longer has any pharmacy privileges, and so they immediately closed the store at the north end of the island, the original store that he started in eons ago, okay? And then, without announcing it to anybody, I had to find out through somebody that is in the mall and just, you know, a, a, another store. They came up and they said, did you know that Davidson's is closing? And I said, no, I had no idea of that. So I went and talked to the manager yesterday and I said, is it closing? And he said, yes. I said, when is that happening? He says, I don't know. It could be today, could be tomorrow. He said, I'm just not sure when they're going to close it, but they're closing. Um, uh, now, this is somebody I've known my whole life the father, and then I grew up with the children. Um, they're probably stressed, and so I don't hold it against them that this happened. But uh, think of this now. This man started out with nothing. He built an entire conglomerate. And within a few weeks, probably, of his death, because he's not dead yet, everything that he had worked for is gone. They own the property, but other than that, it's all gone. Where is your trust in this world? That's what I would ask you. Because if you're trusting in what your father's got you or what you've earned, if you're trusting in the money you have in your bank account, it can all be gone overnight. I mean, this guy has one of the most expensive houses on Siesta Key, on the most private. It used to be more millionaires lived on this one road than anywhere in the world, okay? I don't know if that's the case anymore. It's not a big road, and it's, it's all millionaires, but he has one of the most expensive houses out there. Um, that house, my guess, will probably have to be sold, but... Uh, you can have everything and lose everything immediately, okay? Uh, put your trust in Jesus. That is what I would ask you to do today. You think you're secure. You think that everything is fine, and tomorrow you may not be, okay? Um, I will feel the loss of that uh, uh, part-time job, and it may be that they want to hire me back. I just gave them, I drove up this morning, and I handed to the manager my final bill without telling them that, uh, you know, they haven't told me I'm done, but at the same time, I'm not going to continue to work for an entity that doesn't exist. If they still own the building, my guess is they'll want me to continue to take care of the building. But they're going to have to renegotiate now because I'm no longer working with a father and a son. I'm working with extended family and corporations that are involved in piecemealing out his thing. So, um, And it doesn't matter to me either way. But I just wanted you to know, it, it really struck home to me thinking that this guy spent a whole life working and it's gone. Okay. It's gone. Have your priorities straight in this world. 
2024 is coming. We don't know what's coming tomorrow. We have no idea. Have your hope set properly in Jesus. He's the only anchor that this world has. The only anchor. Everything else is temporary and it is fleeing. Okay? Okay. One more thing before I read you our irony. It is the end of 2023. As a matter of fact, it's the last day of 2023. And I would be completely remiss if I did not thank every single person, not just that attends online, but helps. And not just that helps, but attends. Everybody, even if you don't help with anything, you just watch. It blesses me that somebody is out there willing to learn proper doctrine. I'm so grateful for people that are willing to do that, to learn what the Bible says and to say, I am going to now apply that to my life. Um, end times, end times, that's a big thing in the world. And today's sermon is going to be end times sermon. Okay. Right out of Joshua chapter six, verses one through 10. It's going to be something that you will say, oh, unreal. I just guarantee it. If you've read your Bible through two times, you will say that is incredible. Okay. The word is so filled with treasure that it is, it's incomprehensible to me that you don't read the Bible, that you don't attend Bible studies, and all you do is listen to prophecy updates, one after another after another. Know your Bible, because in that you will know Jesus, and you will know all of the wonderful things that he has planned for you. Okay? A couple ironies, and we're done. Zero Hedge. Ex-FBI intelligence chief who investigated Trump-Russia collusion gets four years in prison for colluding with Russia. <laughs> From Fox, Maine forced to delay vote on EV mandate amid widespread power outages. <laughs> Such is the world in which we live. So from Sarasota, Florida to Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia, I'm Charlie Garrett, and that is your last CG Prophecy Report of 2023.